0: Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. This is episode 175, and today we are reviewing Thanksgiving, the uh, Eli Roth film, which is very apt for today. Today is uh, Black Friday, recording on November 24th. And uh, surprisingly, this movie is more about Black Friday, I would say, than Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, it 100% is
0: feel like it has more things to say about that holiday than uh thanksgiving itself but i guess they uh go hand in hand so how uh, how are you doing jacob how was your thanksgiving i know you had lots planned so tell us about it <laughs> yeah i sat home
1: and i barely ate anything and then my girlfriend left and then i played games that was it hello darkness my old <laughs>
0: Well, sorry. Super
1: exciting.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, some people would uh, rather do that than spend time with their family on Thanksgiving. So that's I, true. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you loved it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it wasn't like a bad day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, so just chilled out. Um, mm-hmm. I went to Alyssa's family's for Thanksgiving, and uh, it was. Always like going over there because they have an interesting mix of food because they have a lot of Polish family members. So they do like half
1: sausages,
0: <laughs> Yeah, they have half traditional Thanksgiving food and then half Polish food where we're eating sausage, sauerkraut, pierogies.
1: I mean, that <laughs> uh, stuff's so good. They,
0: yeah, yeah. Keep it. Like I said, it's it's very interesting every year because uh, you get a mix of uh, the classic Thanksgiving food and some really good Polish food. So
1: that's kind of how we always did it. We like mixed. Mexican food with Mexican food, yeah. traditional, oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You don't want to eat the same boring old American Thanksgiving food every year. Hell no. Okay, cool. Well, anything else new that we uh, should touch on?
1: Not really. <laughs> right. I work today, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, had, uh, not a, not a lot going on today. Besides seeing the movie, which uh, you know we both saw it today, so should have a lot to say, fresh in our minds
1: yeah it was it was pretty packed in there. I mean it the was like a the small theater, too. but like it was almost full
0: <laughs> no i I went to reserve a seat, and I think there was only three or four left. i had just sit in the back row, which it was a small theater too, so I didn't care but it was yeah it was packed it was, luckily, I booked I it like surprise.
1: yesterday, and I was just like when i when I booked it yesterday, there was literally me and like two other people I'm like cool, and then when I got there, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you got you got your the pick of the litter for seats, but then when yeah, you shown, great seat, but
1: I was just not <laughs> expecting the entire theater to be full for this movie. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I should have assumed like later on Black Friday when people are out, like that might be something that they want to do. You yeah, know, like it was two free. o'clock it's too. Morning. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it wasn't even late.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, before we get into that, we got to get into this beer here. Uh, so. This is another beer from CBK, our buddies at Craft uh, Beer Kings, and this is a DPM Sour Ale, which um, actually stands for Deaths Per Minute, so it's a great tie-in to the movie. Is
1: that what it actually stands for? No. It <laughs> like... stands
0: for uh, Dragon Fruit, Passion Fruit, and Mango. Oh, it's like not, a pop not thing. mango. I'm not... Uh, I don't mango. say it. Like mango. It's Mango. Um, but yeah, this is a... Uh, Sour Ale coming in at 5% ABV from our buddies at Harlan Brewing Company out of San Diego, California. Um, Not much on Untapped about this beer. Just has the adjuncts, which is dragon fruit, passion fruit, and mango, as we mentioned. And then a little synopsis of Harlan Brewing um, says, embodying the spirit of rolling up your sleeves to get the job done. A labor of beer also mentioned on the can. Uh, pretty yeah. basic art, not gonna lie, don't really know what to expect. I'm thinking it's just gonna be one of those.
1: I mean, it's a clean look, cars. though, I'll give it that.
0: Yeah, it is Uh, minimalist, clean look for sure, for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about these guys, don't have much to go off of. Yeah, this not is a, a ratings.
1: and it only has 200. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I don't know how popular it's high, though. They are, it is a microbrewery, so. But uh yeah, the rating is pretty high. Three point eight, that's not, yeah, bad, overall. not bad. And I mean
1: that's in San Diego, which probably you know, that has a lot of competition in that area. Mm, Stone true, is in that true. area.
0: Like Yeah, and well <laughs> I'm wondering like what the how the market has sullied on normal sours ever since like the explosion of smoothie and um like pastry sours are. Yeah like the normal sours, do they get kind of shit on because of those those beers lately, you know? Like this is very much, like if you look at how it pours and the color, it's very much going to be, and the ABV obviously, it's going to be one of those normal sours with, you know, with probably a lighter, lighter uh, fruit notes added. I don't expect it to be like super fruity, super yeah. sweet, anything like that. I mean,
1: it is, does say it's a fruited sour, but...
0: Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Fruited sour. but All right. Well, uh, anything else? I mean, we can crack into it and find out yeah, for ourselves. Yeah,
1: I'm excited to find out.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better than the fistful of gummies sour that we had. Yeah. I that one was I mean, good, but pretty mid overall. Mine has like a pinkish
1: color to it. It could just be my light. <laughs> They have like a rgb lighting right now
0: yeah i think so because mine's definitely like a like a golden orange okay <laughs> basically looks like it's not very um it's not very translucent it is um yeah it's very okay easy opaque but um yeah it's not i don't see any smells
1: like a traditional sour smell
0: yeah, it's mine no has it's like it's a zero taste.
1: head though, so I'm wondering if it's Same. gonna be flat. I, dude, I
0: just poured my. I <laughs> no head. Also, oh boy, here we go. Yep, very flat. <laughs> Super flat. Very flat. Um, <laughs> flavor's okay. It is not
1: bad. A little syrupy.
0: It definitely, yeah, it's not sour at all. I kind of was expecting a little bit. It's almost like a gozo, like. like mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good description. Yeah, very light, not sour, pretty fruity. Yeah, it reminds me of a Goza a lot. Completely flat. <laughs> Tastes like a and juice. Flat, yeah. <laughs> it does taste. I like guess, juice. like, if I'm
1: going to drink any kind beer. of beer, flat, like this is, would be the kind to drink. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> better than a flat IPA. Oh my god! Speaking of flat bad ipas i had uh the neighborhood ipa the applebee's neighborhood ipa specially made for applebee's from atwater hey. oh my god oh, it's of so course it's so bad
1: atwater is so i have no idea why atwater which if you guys don't know that's detroit it's a famous one they're so mm-hmm. like mediocre and not like, one of great. the biggest even their like not, biggest one but yeah, Jill- not the biggest in the detroit nella-
0: Java Porter, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yes.
1: Way overrated.
0: Yeah, I came down a lot on that one, but oh my god, dude, their beer is so bad. We wait, were you with us when we went there that one time we had I think I had Pong I don't think I've ever
1: actually been there, but okay. I've had tons of their beers and they're
0: all like not that good. I went there with a couple people. I can't remember who or when it was, but oh my god, it was so bad and yeah, it just I can't believe that they are as popular as they are. And they have three... They have a tap room. They have two two breweries in Grand Rapids. Or, sorry, in Detroit. Um, and one then they have the Grand restaurant Rapids, also. Yeah. It, yeah, and they have one in Grand they Rapids. They do have right? one in Grand Rapids. They have three in Michigan. Maybe. Or, yeah, at least three in Michigan. And then there's the one in the... um, There's the tap room in the airport as well. Yep, yep. Four locations <laughs> in Michigan alone. I don't understand it.
1: But... Somebody likes yeah. them.
0: Well, I I feel like they were kind of in on the. They had to have just come in on the ground floor of the
1: whole. Yeah, they were pretty early on beer
0: craze, and then, you know, they got in with they. I know that they were they're sold at, uh, the major stadiums like Ford Field and yeah. Tiger stadium, so
1: which they're probably better. They're like, wow, this is better than the shit beer,
0: right? Exactly. <laughs> so then, just like forty year old dads are like, this is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, yeah. enough about Atwater. Don't support <laughs> Atwater. They are More so like bad.
1: backwater.
0: <laughs> I'd rather drink DPM sour ale ten times Flat. out of, 10 of <laughs> Exactly. Anything from them. But yeah, I mean, I don't have too much else to add on this beer. It's it's um another pretty mid sour from them, but um, you know, good for good for what it is.
1: Yeah, I did find a brewery that I would I'm kind of excited about like maybe sending you guys, some, they're called a, a dwat. Mm, they have mm. like the sickest, most like metal can art. And I want to send them that to you guys just for that alone. But I oh, tried yeah. two, like one beer from them and not nearly as good as their can art, but you know, <laughs> I'm still open to it. Like, because yeah. they, they have a ton more and they well, have such high ratings. Was, uh,
0: was it like a beer that is like, it was a Porter. Out, was it, oh, a Porter. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah that's I don't feel like that's not a great judge you know if you're gonna judge if you're gonna judge a, a brewery off of one beer I wouldn't choose the porter
1: <laughs> yeah I mean they have a 4.06 average rating oh a wow. hundred and twenty four thousand rating so like
0: so they're doing something right
1: yeah and their can art is fucking sick so I'm definitely gonna they're gonna whether they are great or not end up you guys are gonna get some of those for sure.
0: Well, the, after the Friedkin premium, we are we should be out of beers that we all have, and uh, you are up in rotation. It is all right. Turn, well, so. then
1: I was like waiting because we I just have Together. so many beers from our <laughs> yeah, shows yeah, sitting I know, in
0: there. I know. So um, there might be a couple. Well, there might be one or two left that we all have. I'd have to. Uh, we'd have to go through our stock and and see. But I know we well, we have the craft beer kings, but uh, in terms of Travis also having the beer. Um, yeah we we might be out so oh
1: this is like perfect then because now i have the two boxes from that the cbk to send that are perfect for sending beers in
0: (laughs) oh i know dude i've been saving those yeah i I kept both of them i'm like
1: these are gonna be perfect
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: so yeah you're gonna. i already have some idea i got some ideas to send to you guys for sure
0: all right can't wait um, nothing else on DPM. I'm going to give it a three, two, five.
1: I'm going to also give it a three, two, five. Maybe it would be better, not flat, but
0: yeah, true. I could add, yeah, I could use a little bit of bubbles and a hair more sourness to it. Yes.
1: Like it hit me in the jowls. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, yeah. I mean, as much as I like those pastry sours and, and, uh, smoothie sours, I don't, always want to be drinking beer that tastes like juice and this kind of is that you know
1: yeah this is very much i mean especially right now it's just juice
0: yeah like you got to have the flavor like the explosive flavor to you know to to justify being a beer that tastes like juice and this is a beer that tastes like juice without any of that explosive flavor so
1: yeah i like like flanders red sours that like Your stomach kind of hurts after drinking them. It's so sour.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love my stomach to hurt after.
1: (laughs) I want to take an antacid after drinking a sour. That's how sour I want it to be.
0: Yeah, I want to have gut rot after one pint.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Let's uh, move on to our featured review then. We are talking Thanksgiving, which is written and directed by Eli Roth, also written by Jeff Rendell. It stars Patrick Dempsey, Ty Olson, Gina Gershon, Gabriel Davenport, and a couple others. Um, plot synopsis reads, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the, birth- the birthplace of the infamous holiday. What did you think of Thanksgiving? Uh, it was fine. You know,
1: something that kind of, I don't know. Like, I actually quite like his movies overall, even the horrible ones, but like mm-hmm. in like a almost just super violent way, like Green Inferno, I think people hate and I like kind of
0: was okay with that. I think <laughs> I you hated it too. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and I watch his movies. The, I I like the gore and the violence and stuff. That's I what I like the best. Aspect, yeah. like, of all of his movies. So just for the record, it's not because I'm a pussy. Okay. <laughs> That's why I like the best. And I
1: will say this one is like objectively better than that one. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I felt like the gore was a little too toned down for me for like what I wanted with watching his kind of movie, a movie from him. And also like, I mean, you get all the typicalness of it, but it almost felt like a little bit softer and like more easy to digest for the general people than like his average movie.
0: You mean and the normies? Exactly. Living amongst the normies.
1: <laughs> and, like, it it was pretty self-aware and funny at first. I didn't necessarily find it that funny. But, like, people were laughing a lot around me, so they found it funny. Like, But I could tell, you know, it was, like, going for that, like, over-the-topness. Like, it wasn't... But mm. I don't know. Like, it just was it felt pretty typical versus like, and like not saying like all any of his are like super groundbreaking or anything or art house, but like usually they're just like grotesque and violent and like, that's the best part of it. And this just felt like a typical movie and the violence honestly felt very like soft and almost like not that well done at parts. I don't know what it was. If maybe I'm just like, see it weird in RC or I've seen a lot better late lately. Like I think like Terrifier, like that's mm. the kind of violence I'm expecting, that kind of like level of gore and grossness. And this was just felt very tame and by comparison, I don't know. Like it it was fine, yeah. but
0: I was definitely thinking of Terrifier watching this. So and how I would yeah. Terrifier, but um I mean they're yeah.
1: both slashers, right? So
0: um yeah, definitely definitely
1: but oh i mean me? <laughs> other than that it's
0: not like it looks great or anything to
1: shout about
0: <laughs> yeah um i think i'm pretty close to where you are i will say that i did like it um yeah. there's definitely well y- you do know that this is kind of like a uh like a it, it finally, this idea finally came to fruition. This was a trailer in, I believe, Grindhouse. This uh, Thanksgiving trailer that Eli Roth and this guy put together, Jeff Rendell, put together, and it has a, mm-hmm. it, you know, the tagline from that short. It was a movie. It was a, uh, it was a short that was made as a movie trailer, but obviously the movie is fake. Um, mm-hmm. And it, you know, as the tagline was used in this movie, um, the title card is even the same. So kind of cool that it finally came to fruition because people have been asking for this forever. And it's like, you know, sometimes whether you like it or not, sometimes the internet wins, but I do think that's cool that it finally happened. Um, I
1: guess I do want to comment on that. It does feel kind of dated in the fact that like the whole black Friday craziness, I don't think is that big of a thing anymore. I was
0: going to say that I said, this movie (laughs) is about five years or maybe more too late. Like that, that would have been more apt like like I said five years ago or so yeah uh, could have been more topical but um I I do like I really like the beginning I will actually I'll say it kind of peaks early and then yeah. goes downhill <laughs> as it goes um l- towards the like the end especially yikes there was this mm-hmm. there was this moment where I was like, how did we get to this point and what is happening <laughs> um? But yeah, I I kind of agree. It was pretty gory, and some of the kills were really fun. Like again, this the early ones were, I think, the best ones. Uh, they kind of got like lazier as they went. Maybe except for the oven one, that was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was nice. I, yeah, like, like the that. dumpster one. I like was, the carving of her too. Awesome. Yeah, the carving. <laughs> yeah, um, that was pretty fucked up. It's good. And the look of the killer too, like the the mask and the holiday, the tie in and everything, and how you know that's a real guy and there's a lot to like about it and um the it's also a mix of like slasher but it feels very shallow also and i was thinking of malignant a lot when i was watching this and how mm. i kind of hate malignant and this is like a way to do a better way to do a modern shallow movie um so yeah i'll just sorry word vomit but <laughs> stream of consciousness <laughs> coming at you um yeah, there was some really bad writing, really bad dialogue, bad acting. But all of that, that's where this movie is kind of tricky because, like, is it meant to be bad or <laughs> is it, you know, not meant to be? Like, because a lot it of It felt like are-
1: it was meant to be at the beginning and then all of a sudden it left that and then it was just like not anymore. It was like more serious and then it felt like, oh, is it like. I agree. Does, is I it taking like itself it, seriously or not? I feel like
0: it lost. Some of its fun as it was going, but I still think it was it was you know it maintained the silliness and stuff throughout. I did think some stuff was pretty funny, at, not like laugh out loud, but like clever humor and um, yeah. It was it was uh, definitely a mixed bag, but I think there's more to enjoy than to not enjoy. And again, a lot of the things that you might. Not like in a normal movie, it kind of feels like it belongs in this movie, and that it's you know par for the course for you watching. It's definitely a throwback to old slashers where that stuff is more common. You know, some of the some of the terrible writing and exposition and Mm -hmm. obvious callbacks. Like, oh, I had to load a musket one time and I almost blew up. Oh my god! Like it's like back in the movie. Yeah,
1: when when is that going to? Oh, here we go. Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, this moment. Uh, But yeah, again par for the course or annoying I don't I think you could take it either way so it just depends on what mood you're in mm-hmm. well uh this it like I said it is a throwback to the Giallo movies so the the killer is a mystery and um if you don't want to be spoiled I guess we can we both give our general thoughts so we should be able to talk freely about it and um, if we happen to spoil it and we will talk about the ending so we will end up spoiling it eventually. I guess stop listening now. Um, we, I guess we can go over the end because I that was one of my biggest problems with it. Uh, the point where they do the Thanksgiving dinner and they have that set up, right? I like that. And mm-hmm. you feel like there's going to be the reveal at that moment and you're going to kind of get some motivations that make sense. And, um, yeah. you know. That doesn't happen, but they get away. So I'm like, okay, the movie's you know, movie's still going. We have time to unravel this. She's running away from the Carver house, over the fence, and then towards the warehouse where the floats end. But then that's like, he ends up being there as well. With like, his head beaten? Yeah. wait, <laughs> right. Aren't you going away from him and he was just there? Like, I thought at that time there was going to be like two killers or something, like a that's
1: exactly what I thought. I'm like, maybe this is like a saw like team thing or something, mm-hmm. like where it turns out there's actually multiple people involved. I honestly <laughs> thought that too. But no, I'm like, okay, wait, when did that happen then?
0: Yeah, so there's that whole moment where he's like, Well, I had him drugged up or whatever, and then he popped out and hit me with a tire iron. And I'm like, wait, what I dude, I was like, there how many deleted scenes did how what was cut out of this movie? Because for this to make sense, we need a director's cut or something because it jumps so much, just skips right over. It's like okay, we got to get to the end. Skip this scene. We're gonna throw in this line of dialogue to explain what happens, and then it's even then I'm like, logistically, she's running away from the killer towards this place. Like, how did he circle back? Yeah, and it's get ahead not of her? like and, she stopped. <laughs> and enough yeah. time passes for all of this to happen too. Yeah, on top of that, I'm like, what? So. That was confusing. Um,
1: well, because also, like, actually, he was one of the people I thought was it. And then when that happened, I'm like, oh, I guess not. Because I'm like, well, there's no way he would have got there by that time.
0: That, that is true. I, I did think that. But no matter what happened in the movie, I I said, OK, at the beginning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a guess of who the killer is, just throw it out there. And I had nothing to base it off of, but I did guess correctly at the beginning. I was like, I think it's going to be him. <laughs> Nothing to base us off of, or no reason why, but I'm gonna guess. I just ending. thought it was because he
1: was too nice, like after the whole thing happened. Because, like, yeah, he shot into the air, right? And then it immediately went to like, he's super nice now. I'm like, why? What? what really <laughs> happened? I was yeah, like, it must be him. Well, <laughs> I'm I mean, like, obviously, it's not the ex boyfriend who disappeared, obviously, it's not the new boyfriend. Those that's way too obvious,
0: okay? First, so off- like. This the part with the ex boyfriend disappearing and even h- hinting that it would be him is so fucking stupid because the dude is like four inches shorter than the girl yeah like a foot taller than her I'm like what is you can't obviously think he's on him. stilts
1: the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah right he just wears platform boots I shakes. know
1: which then I'm like okay well I could see why people would think it's the new boyfriend right because he's taller right. and like he's kind of built like it but I thought that too yeah, I maybe. thought that would still be too obvious.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they it, yeah, it's I haven't seen like a ton of these types of movies or, or a ton of like actual Jalo movies. Actually, I've seen
1: so Fox much Scooby Doo.
0: <laughs> OK, yeah, I mean, that's close enough. But yeah, it's never who they hint at. Right. So it's kind of obvious in that sense. But yeah, there's some stuff that his motivations I thought was kind of dumb in the end, because like they don't even really give you enough of breadcrumbs. Of yeah, that in the beginning, Because yeah, like it's cool when a movie kind of sprinkles in some some hints that that you know it's not enough to like alert your senses, but enough that when you rewatch it, it's like oh, it's so obvious. How did I not think of that?
1: That's you know, like- this kind of reminded me of we just watched that movie. uh Oh my god, what the fuck was the name of that movie? The Who Done It, Venice One Night, the oh, Venice movie, <laughs> Haunting in Venice. Yeah, where it was yeah. like the revelation they showed at the end. I'm like, come yeah. on. Like, there's yeah, no way you could have gotten that.
0: Very similar to that, yeah. So, yeah, I thought the motivation was kind of weak. And then the whole, like, pregnancy angle, too, is just like, all right. How old is that she? That was so... Why did
1: they still? even how do... Th- yeah. yeah, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, isn't she too old? <laughs> like, yeah. isn't he too old? Like, aren't they both, like, old? Like,
0: well, They for both, him, I thought, know, were, like... But...
1: I thought, yeah, I thought they were both like in their 50s. I'm like, why do they want a kid anyway? I don't know. I just Yeah, that part like was so unnecessary. He could just, it could have just been enough that she died. Like, you didn't right. have to yeah, show that the they were fucking in love. Ultrasound yeah, we didn't need, exactly. We did need <laughs> It's that. like, oh, that's why. <laughs>
0: right. Uh, yeah. And the whole end of the movie kind of just, I mean, I like the, I do like the final. I guess, kill kind of in their escape and everything, you know, it was a, it was a decent set piece, but uh, I feel like they, they kind of hint at the idea that he's still alive too. And they're like, Oh, nothing could survive. And they, they hint that at the end.
1: I mean, that's just the typical thing though. In slasher Uh, movies, (laughs) you got to do that.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I know they had to do that, but like, I feel like they could have shown a little more that would, Lead you also to believe that he could be alive, survived, you know? yeah, yeah. Something, something after the explosion. I
1: thought that's what the axe was like, because like they're like it's ash, nothing could survive. And then the guy walks out with the axe that obviously survived.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I I didn't even consider that. That yeah, maybe. maybe.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, oh, maybe he's still alive. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, everything. It starts. Uh, it starts really. Hot. I love the Black Friday scene. And yeah, it was like, over the
1: top. It was funny and stupid, like campy.
0: Yeah, like even like the idea that ridiculously they're violent each other over yeah. a waffle iron too. Like it's not like a flat screen TV or anything like that because that would make sense. Like yeah. Yeah, the fact that it's a waffle iron is so perfect cause it's. And like, I
1: think it's like it was trying to say something again, dated, but like it was trying to say something about like the consumerism on Black Friday, how stupid it is. Like they're fighting, yeah. Even if it's just a waffle iron, it's stupid to fight like fight over a TV, <laughs> like
0: exactly. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, I love that angle right, and again, the fact that it it's starts a little on. Too, well, they, and they comment on the fact that Black Friday is on Thanksgiving, which that, you know, used mm-hmm. to be a big thing where Black Friday sales would start 5 p.m., 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving yeah. instead of actually on Friday. And I feel like stores have kind of reeled it in from that since then. Yeah,
1: because of all this kind of things that were actually happening.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it. People
1: just buy online.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And I like that angle of, you know, I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's more of like a, a reflective thing to to show and be like, okay, let's not get to this point again. But I mean, who knows if we will, or, or why would we, when it's available at your fingertips, you don't even have to go out to, yeah. to get stuff.
1: And it, the black Friday is usually like a week or two weeks or a month long now. <laughs> okay. So it's like, you don't have to rush on one day anymore. It's like, it's the whole, yeah. the sales are all month. So,
0: um, but yeah, no, I I love the black Friday beginning and like the stuff with the um, the store owner as well, and how they, you know, like the him doing the things in town to try to make up for it, and you know the group of protesters and stuff saying, "Oh, that's not enough," and I feel like that's kind of a um, a poignant angle as well because like companies do shitty things all the time, and then they'll do something nice, and people forget about it, and it's like, no, we need to hold these people accountable, right? Yeah.
1: So yeah. Enough.
0: Yeah. I liked some of that stuff. Um oh what else? Yeah, I don't know. Some of the some of the high school kids, especially the guy, what was his name? Was his name Eric his character's name Eric?
1: Bobby? Evan?
0: Was it Bobby? Oh Evan, Evan. Yeah. Some of his too much performance, not the greatest. It was too much. Know. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but again, I I don't know what stuff of that is like intentional and what's not. Yeah, tough to say. Oh, the, the one I just sorry I just saw the actor that played this kid. Um, when that guy was reading the poem or whatever, his uh, essay in yeah. class, and he stands up and wipes his tears. He's just shredded out of his mind. Yeah, he shredded. <laughs> that that was I think that was the funniest part for me. Yeah,
1: that was a good one. Cause that was just like Everyone so laughed at that part. Field. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was just so over the top and out of left field. That was that was pretty good. But
1: yeah, it was almost like a high school dumb movie at parts, right? Like what do you expect from like that genre of movies.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, and the mix. In ter- yeah, in terms of like, I don't know, slashers and especially like holiday slashers. To it, it is. Something that I could see myself watching around the holidays because, like, how many Thanksgiving movies are there, and which, how many are actually good? You know,
1: yeah. And it's not that long; like it, it went by pretty fast.
0: Yeah, I do think it it had um pretty good pacing, um, you know, and it kept the 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 DPM deaths per minute pretty high. Um, every time there's you know a kill or something, you'd you know, you get a little bit to go keep the plot going, and then there's a, there's another kill shortly after. I feel like there wasn't a huge lull that sometimes happens in horror movies mm. where it it you know starts really strong, and then it's like okay, we got to go through all this plot and character and stuff and stuff, and then like it doesn't ramp up until the end again. Like there's enough people in here that he feels that he needs to kill. Like even oh, you had to have loved the people the rival school too, Hanover. That was yeah. pretty cute. <laughs> Hanover. Yeah, that was I did not think that's funny. That was one of our neighbor neighboring schools in in high school <laughs> that we would face every year. I did um,
1: uh, like the whole trampoline scene too. Whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, the tra-
0: yeah exactly stuff like that. That you know, there's always there's always another kill like on the horizon, and kept it moving pretty pretty nicely. And the parade scene, too. I thought that was great, too. like That was it.
1: actually quite good, though. Yeah,
0: the, the red herring of, like, oh, everybody's looking for him in the mask, so he yeah, dresses up, as, dress a up as a clown. <laughs> yeah, up as a clown. It's pretty good. Um, I don't have too much else to say. What about you?
1: No, no. I mean, there's not a lot to say about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, fun. Not the best. I, I think these movies probably have a ceiling for myself um again this is something if you like totally give yourself over to it i could see you know justifying any rating because it's one of those things where well all of your criticisms you could say that it was intentional from the director so um you know just where are you willing to land on on that but uh okay well what are you gonna give it out of five stars
1: i'll be nice i'm gonna give it a three
0: Okay. Well, I was at uh, I was at a three point five until the end, and I uh, <laughs> brought it down to a three. So a three maybe two a five. Maybe a three, but yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe a three two five in in your eyes. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, any nano reviews?
1: No, we, I. Didn't we anything? We just, we just did recorded. that.
0: <laughs> well, okay. We'll pull the old switcher. Then last time I didn't have anything, and you did. So this week I came ready. And I watched, rewatched, but it's been a very, very long time. I rewatched Fast Times at Ridgemont High okay. from nineteen eighty two. Directed by Amy Heckerling. And uh yeah, I remembered the first time I watched this, I really, really liked it. And I really, really liked it again. Uh it is like I feel like the thing that people remember most about this movie is Sean Penn, when in reality it's I think it's more about um it's actually Jennifer Jason Lee that plays like the main girl, Stacy, which I didn't, when I watched it the first time, I had no idea because I, I was like blown away this time. I was like, holy shit, that's Jennifer Jason Lee. I only <laughs> really remember her from her later roles. Uh, and Judge Reinhold's character, which is her brother, Brad, I feel like those are more of the central characters. Um, and Spicoli's kind of like just a tertiary. But I I think this movie is amazing because it is. It has all of the cliches of, like, an 80s high school movie, but subverts so many cliches at the same time. And, like, just what it ha- says about, like, the interplay between the characters and the relationships and stuff, I think is pretty progressive and even ahead of its time. And it almost is plotless. It just covers, like, an entire school year and the things that happen to high schoolers. And um, yeah, I I think it's like a great hangout movie because of that. All the performances are really good. I think the writing is really good. Uh, I think it's one of like Cameron Crowe's first writing credits. I know this was based off of his writing and maybe even his like life at some point might've been in high school. I don't know, but credit to him. And um, yeah, just like, there's the relationship between like Stacy and her brother. They're kind of, you know, they have that brother sister relationship, but like when she really needs him, he's there and it's very, you know, heartwarming. And then there's the the stoner guy that the teacher wants to make an example of. And there's a moment where he comes to this realization of like, Oh, is there always a kid that you want to make a, make an example of it? <laughs> you know, he said, he says, I just want, I forget what he says, but he, he's just, you, you kind of see the teacher as like a dick through this whole thing, but he really is just like, has the best. He wants the best for his students. And yeah, like I said, there's always, cause like in a normal cliche movie, like the teacher would be the villain. And like, that's it kind of like, like the Ed Rooney character in Ferris Bueller's day off. Like he's just like out to get him. Well, I guess he is skipping school, but anyway, okay. <laughs> the point is that is just <laughs> out to get him, there's no, like no goodwill really for, for Ferris Bueller. And you know, this kind of flips out on its head. Every time you think it's like really leaning into one cliche, it kind of goes the other way. And I don't know. I think all that stuff is pretty clever. And yeah, really enjoyed it on the rewatch. So I actually ended up at a four point five. Not perfect. Ooh, but but close. Uh, really, really good. Yeah, if you've never seen it, it's super short too. It's less I still than, haven't seen it. No. It's less than 90 minutes, and I think it's on Netflix. So check it out. Check it out. I will say the one thing that because at the end, you realize that it's covered the whole year. It kind of doesn't feel like it's spanned that much time. Like it feels like they kind of time jump at some points when it's like you don't you don't feel that time passing as much. And it's kind of hard to tell because it's Southern California and it's, you know, you don't always really the see the same weather changes. <laughs> yeah. They're like always going in the pool no matter what time of year it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, liked it a lot. And uh, the last thing I have is, well, I haven't finished yet, unfortunately, but um, I watched over two-thirds of the Arnold docuseries also on Netflix. I think it's just called what Arnold. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Just It's just called Arnold. Yeah, as in Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sorry. Um, and it's broken up into three episodes, and it covers three points of his life. The athlete, the actor, and then the politician. And so I think it's pretty interesting in that regard, but I don't really feel like much is revealed about him that, like, we didn't already know. Um, some about his, like, his family life that I didn't know, and I think a lot of it is just, like, about his drive and his motivation, but it is, like, extremely surface level. Like, I think it kind of feels like a Wikipedia page when I would rather see, like a deep dive into a bigger, a more of a deep dive into each of those aspects, it feels like pretty surface level. And the only reason I really watched it was because I was editing at the same time. I was, I've been working on the William Friedkin premium. So I wanted something to watch in the background that I could listen to and still comprehend that I didn't need to like <laughs> see everything or like see, you know, see all the shots and everything. So, you know, good thing I can't rate it on letterboxd anyway, but, um, I'd probably, I'd probably be like, a. or 3, you know, with, I feel like when you're watching a documentary, you, you want it to be like a deep dive or like something revealing about this person, you know, something more, the, like the puff pieces and like surface level stuff, you know, save that for a biopic for a documentary. It should be more to me.
1: Yeah. So I agree. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific.
0: So there's actually an interesting part in the documentary about that clip specifically because he says... Uh, really? Yeah, because he, he actually brings it up. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, as Americans call it, bullshitting. Like, uh, that's what you have to do. You have to, you know, create create buzz and you just bullshit. And he's like, yeah, that clip specifically, like, when I said pumping is the same thing as coming to me, he's like, yeah, I was just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny because uh, obviously we have that on the soundboard, but... Um. Yeah. So that's all I got. I did try to watch. Uh. I also tried to watch the first episode of uh, the Swordsmith Village arc of Demon Slayer. And um, oh it yeah, was after it was after Thanksgiving, had a few beers. It was you know getting kind of late and uh, fell asleep. So <laughs> <But> <laughs> great. I've started it. So uh, maybe I'll report back when I have some more episodes of that done.
1: I think you'll like it because it's more focused than like the earlier ones. It's just okay. like.
0: Well, I love anything anytime they go to that Infinity Castle thing, like, it looks oh, amazing. yeah, the animation Every time. Thing looks amazing. So. All right. Well, anything else uh, that you want to say, need to say?
1: Nope.
0: Cool. Let's wrap it up um, next week. Again, we do have a few options, which I mentioned before. But uh, if we want to decide on one movie, what would you say? I have one in mind. What would you say, though? Go for it. <laughs> no, that's yeah, I what I would say. I don't know. Okay. Well, my vote would be Napoleon.
1: I figured. Because I mean oh, Tyka's I movie's
0: long. out too, right? It is out, yeah. That's out also. I, I but... do want to see that. Let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. So either Napoleon or next uh, goal wins next episode. We'll 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 finalize that. But all right, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Suds and Cinema Podcast. I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at The KG Project.
1: I'm on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.
0: She must be somebody's.